Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reasons to vote. iHeartRadio's Why I'm Voting. Countdown to Election Day. Your vote is your voice. Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, as I mentioned, we are eight days away from the election. And a reminder to join us for complete election night coverage. It all starts on Tuesday, the 3rd of November at 5 p.m. And we'll be with you throughout the evening. So we invite you to stay with us. Election night coverage coming up a week from tomorrow, starting at 5 p.m. Right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Uh, still to come, Jim Antle will join us. The uh, president crisscrossing the state of Pennsylvania today, and the uh, the words coming out of the president's mouth, fracking, fracking, fracking. That's what he's telling the uh, voters there in Pennsylvania, because we know Joe Biden wants to get rid of fracking. Now, Joe Biden says, no, 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 I'm not going to ban fracking. But but what's going to happen right now, or what's going to happen when Joe Biden becomes president, if in fact he does, it will be death by a thousand cuts. He will impose more and more regulations on fracking. He will ban fracking from federal, federal property. And remember, the state of Utah is controlled by the federal government to the tune of about 67% of its land. So he will ban fracking on public land. He will increase taxes on, on companies that do fracking. He will increase the price of oil that comes out of the earth from fracking. So it will be death by a thousand cuts. He won't say, no, you can't frack, but you can only do fracking under what I tell you. And if you mean certain regulations, and that's what's going to happen with Joe Biden and the president, of course, relaying that message to Pennsylvanians. Fracking is a huge industry now in Pennsylvania. And that's what the president is doing today as he crisscrosses the state. All right, joining us on our Newsmaker Line, always great to have him on the show, is former U.S. Senator Jim DeMent, one-time head of the Heritage Foundation. He's got a brand-new book out that we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. Jim, how are you, and welcome back to the show. Great to have you on, Jim. Well, thanks for having me, Rod. I hope you're doing well. These are exciting times in America. Boy, I tell you, what do you think right now? Where do we stand eight days out from the election? What's your gut telling you about uh, the re-election of Donald Trump? Well, uh, Trump will have a good night tonight. I think he had a good debate in the sense that he showed that he could be calm and controlled. And I think the um, uh, Justice Barrett will um, will be a very positive thing. I think although there are probably some uh, very carefully planned and choreographed demonstrations we'll see across the country when she's confirmed tonight. Um, but I feel good about the way it's trending and his energy out. I mean, three stops in Pennsylvania today, and um, he's got a good message with what Biden is planning to do that Biden said he would do in the debate. And that's important because it's got to be an election between Biden and Trump and not between the people who love Trump and the people who hate him. Um, And there's a lot of that, and we know there's a lot of that that out there, but uh, we have to make sure the American people know 
if they vote against Trump, they're going to end up getting Biden, Kamala Harris, and a very radical left wing controlling our government. Jim, the president, as you mentioned, in the state of uh, Pennsylvania today, he did three campaign appearances. He spoke for a total of, I think, three and a half hours. It's obvious he really wants this job. And here you have Joe Biden, hiding Joe Biden in his basement. Apparently he made a, a decision to go back into Pennsylvania late this afternoon. He's in Georgia tomorrow for a brief appearance. I mean, how much do you think Joe Biden really wants this this election? I think he wants it to be over with, uh, and I think he's probably afraid Kamala is going to try to get him, give him the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. But when the cameras panned around at the meeting he had in Pennsylvania, right across the border from Delaware today, I mean there were only like uh, fifteen reporters around. I mean there weren't any people, and he's saying he doesn't want to do these large events because he doesn't want to have a super spreader event. But I think he doesn't want to do them because he knows he can't pull out the kind of crowds that that Trump does. So the, the energy seems to be all with, with Trump. Uh, the polls are a little scary, but they were last time. And a lot of these polls are just designed to discourage um, a conservative and Trump turnout. Because if you don't think he can win in your state, you're not going to go out and vote. But uh, So um, I, I would just encourage people, don't worry about the polls, just get out and vote, and I think you'll see uh, a very good election. How much should we read into the turnout factor, though? Like you said, Joe Biden can't get out 12 people, but the president gets out hundreds, if not thousands of people. How much should we read into that, Jim? Well, it's uh, Biden's really not a factor, and he needs to be more of a factor, but it's the there are a lot of people who really hate Donald Trump, and it's because they've been conditioned for the last four years by the media, about 95% of all the media and all the reports of Trump have been very negative. He's, he's been the most uh, maligned and vilified and lied about public figure I've ever known. So the turnout is, um, uh, it's amazing what we're seeing around the country. I mean, it's good when Americans vote, but I think it just shows you the passion on both sides. There are a lot of people who are coming out to vote against Trump, but I think there are going to be more people who go out and vote for him because 56 percent of americans think they're better off than they were four years ago you've got a brand new book out called they're lying to you great title by the way jim what's the book all about well i'm i'm tired of, of conservatives republicans not being able to defend themselves against absurdities on the other side and the left has created a false reality i mean you can't talk to them anymore about truth or facts because they've made up all of these lies. And I, these are just 10 of the big lies uh, that the left is pushing in our universities and in the media. It's like religion is hate. America is racist. They're trying to divide us from God and country. Uh, they're, you know, again, the, the whole idea that uh, climate change is the biggest threat to mankind. Uh, it's not an opinion book, Rod. I just give facts. I mean, if people know that Man-made carbon dioxide is 0.01% of the atmosphere. Uh, and so less than half of the carbon dioxide in, in the atmosphere is man-made. And statistically, it's impossible that it's changing the temperature. And the fact that we're redesigning our economy and spending trillions of dollars is, is, is incredible that we won't even have a discussion about something that is so unprovable. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've got other things about white privilege and all of this stuff that they're trying to push. 
And if, if that were true, you wouldn't have more poor white people than you do poor black people. You, you wouldn't have seven out of ten uh, suicides in America are white people. I, I just give the facts because while we can disagree, uh, have different opinions, but we've come from disagreeing about how things should get fixed to for the fact that we can't even settle on the same facts or the, or the reality yeah. itself is yeah. di- different now. So, uh, again, I, we're giving the book away. We're not making any money on it. We've mailed out 100,000 copies just to a, a mailing list. We're essentially giving it to Amazon. They're selling the Kindle for 99 cents and the paperback, I think, for five ninety nine. It's just 120 pages. But it just goes through ten lies, including the Constitution is outdated. If you disagree with the left, you're racist. You know, some of these things that we're coming to accept because we're intimidated to go out and say, wait a minute, can we discuss this? But they won't let you discuss it. So anyway, I would just encourage you to get it on Amazon or you can just go to uh, conservativepartnership.org. And I think just for a very small donation, you you can get books. I just encourage people to get a few of them and give them away to friends. Jim, it's always great chatting with you. Good luck with the book, Jim. Great to have you back on the show. Thank you, Rod. All right. Uh, On our Newsmaker line, that's a former U.S. Senator, one-time head of the Heritage Foundation, Jim DeMint. Got on these top styles for the season with the sale going on now at Untuckit.com. Untuckit, shirts designed to be worn, untucked. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the uh, Rod Arquette Show on this Monday. (laughs) What happened to the weather this weekend? Man, it was cold last night. And we're dropping down into the teens. Fortunately, the winds, at least in my neck of the woods, weren't as bad as many people were forecasting. We didn't get a repeat of the windstorm we had about a month ago, but it has certainly cooled down a little bit. This feels more like January than it does uh, the end of October right now. All right, eight days to go before the election. What's going to happen between now and then? Who knows? And really, what's going to happen on the election day? Does anybody know? I mean, the polls are all over the place. Some say Biden has a huge lead. Others say the president is creeping up on him. It's tighter than a lot of people suspect. You've had a huge 
early voting taking place. You may get a record turnout this year for the uh, presidential election. It's going to be a crazy couple of days. Joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk more about it right now is Jim Antle. He is the Washington Examiner politics editor. Always great to have Jim back on the show. Jim, thanks for joining us this afternoon. And I think we've got Jim there. Jim, are you there? Hey, there we Rod, go. good to hear from you. <laughs> My fault. Didn't have the button, uh, the right <laughs> button pushed, Jim. Jim, um, we're eight days away. Uh, as you look yes. at this, what a, what a crazy time, Jim. What are some of your thoughts? Well, I mean, in some ways it's very similar to where we were in 2016 at this point, where you have the Democrats ahead of the polls, and if you accept that the polls are correct, uh, you know, they, they could be poised for a pretty big win. Uh, but you are seeing still much larger crowds for Donald Trump than for the Democrats. Uh, you're seeing much more of a ground game in some key states for Donald Trump than for the Democrats. You're also seeing Joe Biden calling all of these early lids, uh, you know, in the run-up to Election Day. So you wonder if, if the picture is more complicated than what the polls are presenting. And then if on top of that, you see tightening in the polls, which we are in, in some polls, but not others, uh, you, you begin to wonder, uh, are we in for a, a long night uh, on November 3rd? Is history going to repeat itself? Uh, or do the Democrats finally finish the job? Jim, have you ever seen an election like this? I know you've covered a lot of them over the years. Have you ever seen anything like this, Jim? No, and, and you know what? What I think is really complicates this one is just the pandemic. So, you know, most of us who do election coverage get to do a lot more campaign travel than we did in this cycle because because of the pandemic. And also, you don't know how representative the events are that you do get to cover uh, because to what degree is that distorted by the pandemic? And then you have to wonder. Will that have any effect on, on the polls and, and what the pollsters are predicting? You know, because polling is basically an input-based business, and it's only as accurate as what your assumptions are of what the electorate's going to actually look like on, on Election Day uh, and in early voting. And so a pandemic would seem to be uh, the kind of uh, sort of wild card, a sort of wrench to throw in all of those metrics that make it a little bit less predictable than normal. Jim, I heard a number of people over the weekend say this is really a one-man race. It's all about Donald Trump. Joe Biden is, well, he's there, he's the alternative, but it's really about Donald Trump. Would you agree? Yes, I think that's true, and I think that worked very much to Trump's advantage in 2016. You know, he was able to beat, uh, not only beat Hillary Clinton, but he closed the gap with her. Uh, she had a lot more money to do paid advertising, but he was getting all of the sort of free media from all of the cable news coverage and all the rest of that, and he was able to catch up that way. I think this time around, it's been a little harder for him. Uh, I think, you know, because he would be better served by people considering the alternative uh, to himself, considering the alternative of uh, Joe Biden's liberal policies. And for the most part, the attention has been squarely on him, on him as the incumbent. And, you know, in, in a pandemic, in a period of an economic slowdown caused by that pandemic, that's not necessarily an ideal place to be. Jim, you wrote about this uh, this weekend, about the uh, changes that have taken place since the debate. And uh, the people you spoke with, the the strategists out there, 
Do they detect right. kind of a difference in the attitude of Republican voters now after that debate? Do they feel charged up now a little bit more than they did before the debate last Thursday? Yes, there are definitely uh, some Republican strategists who are on the more optimistic side of the spectrum who look at that debate as a turning point, and it's it's one that might win back some wavering voters who might be suburban Republicans. Uh, they might be Republicans who like Trump's policies but don't like his tweets or his attitude, uh, maybe some senior citizens, uh, and also helping with the enthusiasm of the base, which has never been a big issue. It's been one of Trump's bigger advantages. But whatever you can do uh, to really gin that up and really get people to be willing to uh, you know, walk over broken glass to, to vote for the president, uh, that's definitely to their advantage. And you know, they're going to be trying uh, to make up on Election Day for what is believed to be a pretty big early vote advantage for Joe Biden, though we obviously don't know that for sure. Uh, so they, they really do need some degree of enthusiasm heading into the election. Going to be interesting to see what all happens next Tuesday. Jim, as always, great chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rod. All right. On our Newsmaker line, that's Jim Antle. He is the uh, politics editor of the Washington Examiner talking about that. There is, he detects a difference in attitude among many in the GOP following the debate last week with the former Vice President Joe Biden. The Rod Arquette Show continues right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Try Day Trading, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show. And Ryan from Try Day Trading is back with us, Ryan. A lot of people use this as a way to make a little extra money. And the beauty of it is, Ryan, from you know years that we've been talking to each other, is the fact that it's very flexible. You can basically do day trading when you want, correct? Yeah, 24 hours a day, the, the foreign currency market's open. Uh, they close uh, Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. But, but other than that, yeah, if you're working a graveyard shift and need to trade, you know, in the middle of the day, you can do it. If you need to trade uh, it, it, late at night, early in the morning, lots of options. All right. Tell us about Try Day Trading. This is a Utah-based company, and you've been around for more than 10 years. We have been around for a long time. We're here, uh, you know, Thanksgiving point. Um, it, it's nice to be able to see people shake their hands, you know, in the right circumstances nowadays. But also everything we do can be done um, online. And we found a home here because it is an opportunity for people to kind of just take back control uh, of a little of their finances. You know, with so many things out of our control, it's kind of nice to have an option where you can bring in a little extra for your family and do it on your terms. I'm real excited. I'll be joining you guys tomorrow for a webinar. Tell us about the webinar and how people can sign up for it. Yeah, the best thing about these uh, these webinars is it's just a little peek behind the scenes. You can sit at, at home or at work on your computer, see kind of how this works and what we're talking about. And uh, since you're going to join us tomorrow, we're going to do it at noon, do it during lunch so, so people can pop on and hear how we're uh, how, how this works. All you have to do is go to our website, trydaytrading.com, and, and click on the KNRS link for the webinar tomorrow at noon and join me and i'll be with the uh, try day trading team tomorrow check iheart radio number one for music radio and podcasting all in one app Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. We're going to be talking about uh, a couple of stories that happened in Utah this weekend. Uh, it ha- one happened up in Lehigh, Lehigh uh, at some sort of farmer's market where a guy 
Apparently was kicked out of the market for demanding people wear a mask. I'll get into that a little bit. We'll also talk about what happened up in Layton, where this man had an American flag, and I believe it was a pro-police flag. may have been a Trump flag. I can't remember which one. We'll get into this. I've got the details here in a minute. But a, a an Amazon Prime delivery driver came up to the house, pulled both of them out of the yard. They were in the yard, stuck in the yard, threw them on the ground, and backed over the Trump flag. He came back and did it a second time. <laughs> it's, it's just pretty amazing what's going on in this country today. All right, time for entertainment. Major Hollywood news. All right, time to check in with AJ from 97.1CHT. He's with us every afternoon. What's going on, man? What's up? Uh, where to begin? Uh, weekend movie wrap-up? Yeah, people are going to the movies, believe it or not. Yay. Honest Thief Yay. was the big one at the box office. Uh, there are three 2020 re-releases, though, in the top ten. Uh, Tenet continues to be a big one at the box office, at least relatively speaking. People are going to movies. I mean, there. Th- this was two point four million for Honest Thief, which is the Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. The War with Grandpa was just under two mil. Tenet was over a mil. The Empty Man, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, and then a few other Disney movies still remaining relatively popular yeah. in the movie oh, theaters. Okay. Good. Uh, Saturday Night Live, you had Adele hosting, and she did a pretty darn good job. She also broke character at one point, which I can't believe doesn't happen more often. When you're doing these ridiculous bits, sometimes you just, like, they're not professional actors and actresses. No. It was a bit that kind of got some people uh, up in arms, though. It's a bit about a white woman going to Africa for tourism. Yeah. Risque tourism, so she's she's kind of stirred the pot in a way maybe she didn't want to do right there. It, it was a it was a, a sort of a a story about white women divorcees. That was the whole skit, mm. and yeah, tough, okay. to, tough to do anyway, comedy uh, anymore, isn't it? I mean, it's tough oh, to do comedy well, anymore. I think she. You can't make fun of anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched this bit. I watched this bit, and I was like, "Really? They're doing this? Are we seriously doing this?" So, anyway, uh, they're going to start uh, new new episodes this week of This Is Us on NBC, which is which is a very popular show. Yeah. There's a big thing though about how Mandy Moore is pregnant. <laughs> so, all of the episodes they're going to be shooting from now on, she they're going to have to do you know camera trickery, <laughs> and they do. As they've they done do with many shows well. in the yeah. past. Yeah, they've done that yeah. before. They can make it work. But it I, is I, weird. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I just, she's going to be sitting down with a newspaper in every episode. Yeah. That's I remember blanket. the Claire Huxtable scenes in the Cosby Show oh, thirty five yeah. oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. She was always sitting down, like they didn't have her moving around or doing anything. Uh, and then Claire Crawley's Bachelorette. The shenanigans continue. She made them all basically strip down and do some sort of strip dodgeball on the episode last week, which okay. if you watch that, you realize this is officially become a game show to show off hot bods. Because, I mean, all these guys are, of course, smoking hot dudes. But then... So they, wouldn't let, old, like, so they wouldn't let an old fat guy like me on the show, huh? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the end of the Rod, by the end of the episode, they were wearing like jock straps, basically. <laughs> and th- things were bouncing around and hanging out that shouldn't be, but thankfully it was all blurred. But I, 
I say this if because there's a couple of guys who are like, listen, I'm ready to quit this show because it feels like she's not taking it seriously. Uh, and I'm thinking, uh-oh. Uh-oh. you signed up for The Bachelorette and you're upset yeah. that people aren't taking yeah. it seriously? You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's HOPE to 200-200. We're live, we're local, and of course, we're everywhere on the iHeart with you on the iHeart Radio app. Hope you download it, take it with you, and take us with you each and every day here on Utah's Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, man, eight days to go. Oh, this is so much fun. During Abby's newscast a moment ago, I looked up at the uh, monitor, and uh, Carl Rove is uh, showing it. He's got his little whiteboard out. Remember when Tim Russert used to do that? Well, Carl Rove has his whiteboard out. The polls are tightening in six of the critical states that we have in the country today. And he and he gave some examples. If the president just wins this, this, and this, he'll have more than 270 votes. And that's what he needs, electoral votes. If he wins this one and that one, he has 270. So the path is open to the president to win re-election. Now, more than 50 million, maybe what, closer to 60 million people now have voted early. I'm not sure how many of those are Democrats, even though most people say they are Democrats. But I don't think a lot of the Republican voters have voted as of yet. I haven't. I don't know if you have. I know many people who are kind of holding off. This idea of voting early, I'm not a big fan of it. And let me tell you why. What if something happened right now to either Donald Trump or to Joe Biden? And I, I'm not wishing that on anything. But what if something happened? What if something would have happened two weeks ago and millions of people have already voted? I'm not a big fan of the early voting. I'll be real honest with you. Because, I, you know, maybe a week out, I can live with that. But two weeks out, three weeks out, four weeks out, the way we see in some states, not a big fan of early voting. And we'll talk more about that. All right. You know, I was mentioning earlier that the— uh, some hospitals here in the state say, hey, we've reached max as far as COVID-19 is concerned. We have maxed out almost, and we may ha- now have to pick and choose as to who we're going to bring into emergency uh, care and ICU units because of COVID-19. The state epidemiologist, Angela Dunn, Abby mentioned this in her newscast at the start of the show today, pleading with people, please, we don't want to get to that point. We are not going to do that. We need your help. And I still think, well, how much more help do you need? I mean, what more can the state do? The president said in the debate a week ago, we've got to learn to live with this. And here's what I found interesting. 75%, of likely U.S. voters think that they will recover from COVID-19 if, in fact, they catch the virus. That's according to a poll done for Just the News by Scott Rasmussen. Just 22% of likely voters expressed doubt about surviving the virus, and 7% were unsure. So you've got, what, what did I say, 70-something percent of the American people, 75% of the American people, likely U.S. voters, think that they will recover from COVID-19. Now we had new numbers today, 1,200 today, I think tested positive. They never tell you how many have recovered. Or how many are staying at home and just dealing with it at home without going to the hospital? And that's where I think we need to bring this um, to the foreground and to talk about this a little bit. All right, now, 
the whole debate over masks. The uh, There was a report out. Well, joining me on our Newsmaker line to uh, talk about this right now is uh, his name is Agus Mayra. He is an English teacher and also the senior editor of a blog called The Everyman. We've had Agus on the show before. And he wrote it this. He said, if masks don't work, why do we keep wearing them? And August, August is on our newsmaker line right now. August, thanks for joining us. Great talking to you again. When did the whole debate over mask, in your opinion, August, become such a partisan issue? At first, it started as a choice. You know, some people wanted to wear a mask. I think, well, in Asia, I think the masks are pretty popular. And so you started seeing it here, and it was almost like a status symbol because usually it was more affluent people at Trader Joe's or places like that who would be wearing masks. Um, it eventually became uh, a political statement. Uh, I would say when you started having mask mandates um, really into April, and I think this happened in some of the states like California, Texas eventually started doing a mask mandate in May. Uh, and now that, well, I mean, I'm speaking as a teacher, so we're all asked to wear masks to, when we work in the mm-hmm. classroom. And mm-hmm. So... No, I mean, I think it's over time, but I would say like May in the summer, you started having those mask mandates, and um, there wasn't always a lot of science to back it up. Uh, and even at the beginning, you know, people like Dr. Fauci were saying, well, you don't need to wear masks. All they really do is to protect us from stray droplets that might come out when you sneeze or cough or sing. Um, and then it was, then it just became a requirement. There wasn't a lot of evidence to justify it, but if you were to question it, then you're accused of misinformation and, uh, you know, not following the science. Well, speaking of the science, there would people who would argue with you now, well, there are plenty of studies out there that show masks are effective. You hear this from state officials, health officials, not only in this state, but around the country all the time, that science says masks are, in fact, effective. Have you seen anything that would counter that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the best example is probably the countries who have not, uh, the countries and states in the country that uh, have not had mask mandates. Um, the ones that have heavy masks, strict mask mandates, uh, like New York especially, have seen uh, you know spikes in their COVID outbreaks, uh, and there hasn't been much of a change for states like Texas or Florida, which have masks, but it hasn't really changed uh, the pattern of the outbreak. And that was a study that I referenced, I think, from the, not from, maybe from the CDC. Um, so, no, I mean, I think the best evidence is just looking at places that have not mandated masks, and they still don't. I mean, they still, you in Sweden and these places like that, I mean, they're not wearing masks and they're fine. So I think you got to look at the actual concrete uh, evidence as opposed to what a lot of these mask advocates look at, which is more models. Like, okay, I mean, theoretically, the mask should be protecting people. Theoretically, the mask should be you know, cover any point of exposure or whatever. But in reality, it doesn't seem to make much of a difference in terms of, you know, the outbreak of COVID or just regular colds and, you know, flus and stuff. Has wearing the mask almost, uh, and you're right about this, uh, become a symbol that people love to show to other people like they've overcome sin? Hey, look, I'm no longer a sinner. I'm wearing a mask because I care about you and I've overcome this virus. Is that what the mask says to a lot of people? I think it does. Uh, I mean, you know, the reason I wrote that whole article is because I think if you use common sense, you don't really, you'll see that like 
kids are coughing and, oh, I'm talking as a teacher, but, you know, I have kids getting ill and they're still wearing their masks. And I think people are just wearing mostly to, to look respectable and to comply. Uh, I don't think anyone's really that aware of the science because the science is usually censored or, you know, kind of open along, you know, people of a certain political view. When will we become free of the mask? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Never? Question. <laughs> I, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. <laughs> I think it's going to be a while. Um, I, I would say even no matter who's elected um, and no matter what the numbers look like, I think people are going to cling to the mask until at least until spring or summer next year. Um, and, and I just think because it'll become more of a statement than it is a real health precaution. Joe Biden has said that if it's elected, he would strongly consider it a national mask mandate. He feels he has the constitutional authority to do so, but most likely not. On top of that, or if that doesn't work, he said he'd go to the governors, he'd go to local officials and try and convince them to wear a mask. Well, here in the state of Utah, I'll give you an example. Our governor has refused to issue a mask mandate, but he's left it up to local communities to decide. If Biden becomes president, where does this all go, August? I think we can expect, I don't know if about a mask mandate, I think we're going to have a certain kind of masks being mandated. Uh, I've already seen that in my, I see certain people like Dr. Gottlieb or whatever saying it's not enough to have a cloth mask. And now you have to have a serious N95 uh, NP95 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the specialized masks. Um, I think those are going to start being mandated. Um, and I think Biden can't mandate it, at least in that regard, but he can put, you know, strings attached to these types of things. Like he can reduce funding or whatever as a federal, federal funding to states. And I think states will have to comply and the blue states will gladly comply and force these types of mask mandates that are, where cloth masks are not enough, but Having N95 masks will be become mandated. Agus Mayra, he is a uh, English teacher, as a matter of fact, but he's also senior editor of a blog called The Everyman, talking about if masks are for, or, or, uh, don't work, and there is a debate over whether or not they do work, then why the heck are we wearing them? Uh, you know, and a lot of now, I've shared with you my opinion on this before, but we still have a debate in this country 
over the wearing a mask. And um, I haven't run into anybody of you that says, man, these are comfortable. I love wearing this mask. <laughs> Have you run into anybody that says that? I don't. Everybody I know uh, can't stand the darn things. Now, I will wear them because, I, you know, I'll go into a private business and they say, wear a mask. Okay, I'll wear a mask. Um, you know, and I'll do that out of respect for the, the company. They're a private, private company. If they want me to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. Um, but I'm not going to wear one uh, outside, even though they asked us last. I, I went to one of my grandkids' soccer games a week ago Saturday, and they asked parents to wear a mask outside. I, really? Now, most people are complying with it. So my question to you today, and as I thought about this whole debate we're having here in the state of Utah, because our numbers have been over 1,000 for several days, if not a couple of weeks now, you know, what the, the question I have is, what more can we do on this? I mean, where was that survey I had just a moment ago? 75% of the American people think they, if they get COVID, they'll recover from it. So the president said we have to learn to live with this. Joe Biden says we have to learn to die with it. Well, you know, there are going to be some people that die. And we hate the loss of life. But we also have to accept that this is not going away. I mean, who was it at the White House over the weekend said, you know, how Joe Biden says he can control this. How do you control this? How do you stop this, Joe? You know, if we want to be realistic, I don't know if we can control it. But I think we have to do everything we can to protect ourselves. It's going to happen. 75% 75% of the people who um, who wear a mask get COVID already, and they deal with it. So this whole idea of what more can we do in a state to cut down on these numbers, because everybody is alarmed about the numbers, and I just want to know from you, do you have a suggestion? What do we do other than lockdown, other than not have family get-together, other than canceling Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, what more are we going to do? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, Rod, your calls, your comments, coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Try day trading, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show, but I'm so excited because Ryan is with me now. I'm going to be joining you guys tomorrow, Ryan, for a unique webinar that you're doing for people who are interested in day trading. Tell us all about it, Ryan. Yeah, we appreciate it. We've been uh, working with you guys up there for a few years now, and it's nice to have you come and join us for one of these webinars. The, the webinar is really designed to just answer a few more questions, let people kind of see how our software works, um, and, and really just kind of dig into day trading, see if it's something they'd like to do. We're going to do that at noon tomorrow. Um, we invite you to just be part of it so people can pop on figure out how this all works and see if it's something that uh, they could use to change their situation or help their family make a little bit more income. Ryan, what makes Tri-Day Trading different from other day trading companies? What's the difference, do you think? Yeah, you know, for anybody listening here, I think one of the big differences is uh, we actually have a physical location and we're here where somebody could come in and, and, and shake our hands. But uh, the other things that really separate us from the group are going to be uh, the software that we've created. That's what helps us read the market, gives us an advantage over those that don't have it. And then I think more than anything, we let people trade our money. If you go through our program, become one of our clients, every single person that goes through that program gets a uh, funded account that they get to trade and split the profits with us. Um, and, and that's up to 80%, where you get to keep up to 80% of the profits that are made from that trading account. All right, let's get out word again. The, the webinar tomorrow, what time, what do I need to do? All you need to do is go to TridayTrading.com, click on the link for the KNRS webinar, 
with Rod. It's going to be tomorrow at noon. You sign up, then I have to use being in front of your computer. You'll be able to type in some questions. You'll be able to... In years spent building the best team of cancer experts. Learn about Intermountain Cancer Center at intermountain.com slash cancer. The Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Or the back phone lines are open to you at 888-5708010. What more can we do to cut down on the uh, spread of COVID-19 here in the state of Utah? I think most people are doing about just everything that they've been asked to do. There may be some people out there not wearing a mask, but for the most part, I think they're doing it. And then Ron Mortensen, a good friend of the show, just shot me this note about this article today in the New York or in the uh, Salt Lake Tribune um, about two House candidates who have COVID-19. Uh, Robert Birch, the Democratic challenger in District 30, and Fatima Dairi, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. She is the Democratic challenger in District 33. They announced their positive test on social media over the weekend. That was the same day the state representative or state senator, Dan McKay of Riverton, announced that he has COVID-19. Now, I want to bring to your attention what Dairi wrote in her post. Um, uh, she basically said, look, Uh, there are a lot of things to take away with my infection, but the main point I want to articulate is that my situation could happen to everyone. I have been very careful in following the protocols set by local, state, and federal health officials. I wear a mask everywhere I go in public and regularly wash my hands. If I can contract COVID-19, anyone can. All right, let's get to your calls. People are saying, Come on, you know, we need your help. We aren't working. We're still over a 1,000. But my question is, what more can be done? Let's go to the phones. We begin with Aaron in Spanish Fork tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Aaron, how are you? Welcome. Hey, I'm pretty good. Hey, Rod. Nice to talk to you. Hey, so my concern is really the unintended consequences of masks. Whether you agree with the mask or not, every time I go through a drive-thru, go to a restaurant, they always grab right underneath the nose. They pull the mask down, talk to me, and then get my order. And they think a little hand sanitizer is going to take care of it. <laughs> wash it after business, after business, after business. Come on. If, you know, it, regardless of the mask, people, start washing your hands and use some common sense about it. Help people learn to wash their hands correctly. That's really what we're, we're seeing, a mass contamination from everything I'm seeing just from common sense just from people touching their mask and not washing their hands. Yeah, yeah and you see that so a lot, don't you? You see that a lot, don't you? I I see it everywhere, and it's it's getting to me. It really is. Right. I, I don't believe in all the mass stuff at the moment because of my research, but that's not part of the point. It's The point is to cross-contamination and people just learning to wash their hands. All right, Aaron, good point. Wash your hands, folks. Let's go to Kelly in Bluffdale here on the Rod Arquette Show. Kelly, how are you? Welcome to the show. Absolutely phenomenal, and I'm just wanted to talk because I'm just getting over COVID right now. I got one more day for my isolation and I wanted to tell everybody about these horrible, devastating um, symptoms that go along with this. Okay. Please do. Nine days ago, I lost my sense of smell and taste. No headaches, no um, body aches, no fevers. I couldn't smell the Vicks vapor rub. That was it. I think things been blown out of proportion so much. It's just amazing to me 
how these non-thinkers think that these masks are going to save them. Kelly, let me ask you this. Uh, how long did, was it? How long did it take to get over that after you lost your sense of taste and smell? Three, four days? Five days? I yeah, about five days, and I started getting my smell back. Made it nice to be able to stand next to me. <laughs> at, least, at least for me, I didn't smell anything. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Kelly. Thank you. Appreciate that. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Cody and Sandy. See what uh, Cody has to say tonight. Hi, Cody. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rod. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Your thoughts? Uh, my Well, my thoughts, I, I'm not a firm believer in the mass. I think they're more of a bacteria trap in my eyes. But uh, my question actually is in regards to these cases, the numbers. So I hear that there's a ton of brand new cases, but in in reality, what is the research that's being done to find out if these are just reoccurring tests? Because I know myself, I've spoken to a few handfuls of people that say they get tested every two to three days and have been doing so for months. So are they being tested as a brand new case every single time if they're positive? Yeah, good question. I don't know that, Cody, but it's a question worth asking. Thank you. That's a question worth asking, I think. One more call before we break. Let's go to Boyd in Cadesville. Boyd, welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Rod. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I just... I have a real problem with mask mandates. I mean, Salt Lake County has had a mandate forever for masks, and their numbers are still triple what anyone else's numbers are. So a mask mandate doesn't seem to do anything from my perspective. All right, Boyd, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, more of your calls coming up. The Rod Arquette Show, 888.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. House Majority PAC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, very busy Monday. If you're just joining us right now, you know, we've got, you know, like someone just pointed out to me. Look at Rod, we've had mask mandates in Salt Lake City, mask mandates in, in, um, in Salt Lake County, a number of places, but the numbers keep on going up. So, you know, and a lot of people, you know, the survey from Scott Rasmussen said, what, 75% of the people who say they get COVID and will may come down with COVID-19, believe they're going to get over it. And I, you know, I think the American people, yet there's another story out there today about COVID-19 fatigue. The American people have lived with this now since March. We're almost near the end of the year. We're in late October, almost November. And the American people are saying, what more do you want us to do for crying out loud? And here in the state of Utah, same thing. All right, let's go to the phones, get your reaction as to what more we can do if there's anything out there. 888-5708010 on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, to the phones we go. We go to Catherine in Harriman here on the Rod Arquette Show. Catherine, thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking my call. As I've been listening to you talk about the COVID um, mask situation, everything that's going on, I thought it would be pertinent to give you a little bit of a call and let you know that about an hour ago, I got a call from the gym we participate in. It's the Sorensen, J.L. Sorensen out in Harriman. And um, we're pickleball players. Mm. And oh, I am too. And we made a reservation <laughs> to come and play. Well, good. It's yeah. an awesome sport. Yeah. love fun. My husband and I made a reservation to, to play on one court, just the two of us. And I got a call saying that there's a new mandate out, evidently, that they'd just gotten word they needed to make us aware of it because we have a reservation for tomorrow and the next day that 
if we come to the gym, we have to wear a mask the entire time we are participating in our sport. All of the sports in the gym, with the exception of swimming. Really? So, you know, that I just, yeah, can you imagine running and playing pickleball <laughs> or exercising with a mask on? Yeah. I mean, talk about suffocating yourself. And they said this was a governor mandate, that the governor says you have to wear a mask when you're working out. Hmm. That's what I understand, um, that that that's something that's come down that they received and they wanted to let everyone know that has reservations to come to the gym, that that's what will be expected of them. Wow. Wow. Are you a good pickleball player, Catherine? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Who doesn't try? (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't try to be, right? I love it. All right, Catherine. Thank you for filling us in on that. I hadn't heard that. Now, I go to one of the big chain gyms, and um, they ask you to wear a mask when you're in and out, but if you're on a machine, they aren't requiring you to do that. I haven't heard of either the governor or some mandate saying you have to wear a mask inside a gym. Eray, I know you belong to a gym. I don't know if it's been a while since you've been. It what has been a while since I've been. I haven't, probably haven't been since March or April, but, um, and that not because of coronavirus, I mean, it's more family-oriented stuff, but I blink I belong to the same chain gym that you do, yeah, and yeah, I've not, not received anything like no, that. No, neither have I. Matter of fact, I was booked to go in today. I didn't get a chance, but... No one's told me to wear a, a gym in there or a mask in there. Let's go to Barrett in Ogden and see what Barrett has to say on this tonight. Barrett, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just uh, had a question, too. Uh, I, I I distinctly I, I tend to remember. Uh, anyways, I just want to thank you first off because I listen to you every day. But, uh, and my prayers are out to Rush, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Rush. Yeah. Um, and I, every day that I work, I listen to them. But anyways, I'll just get right to it because I know you guys are in a hurry to get for your calls. Um, I, I kind of remember, I'm thinking that I heard Donald Trump say that uh, he was doing a, a right to treat bill where he wanted everybody to have uh, the same treatment that he got, but all of these treatments that he got have to go through CDC and this and that. But if you wanted to use an experimental drug, you'd have that right to treat. Now, I don't know if that's, completely accurate but from my understanding that would be a question that i would be looking into and then on the other side of it i went to the hospital the other day and when i walked through there i i i felt like i was in a morgue you know like in just out of fear not because like i was like i was just like is this a way that they're supposed to make me want to feel what if i had something serious and i didn't want to go to the hospital because i'm thinking that the hospital's full of of COVID patients. Yeah, so sick I probably people. already had it and don't even know it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, Barry. It's interesting. The, the experimental drugs, I'm not sure what the, the rules are. Someone sent me an email during the break saying, you know, do when you test positive, you don't want to go to the hospital. Okay, you aren't serious enough to go to the hospital. But is anybody saying, well, maybe you should try hydroxychloroquine? Or maybe remdesivir. I mean, should you try some of those drugs? Uh, or can you treat yourself at home with these drugs? I'm not sure if any if any medical professional is mentioning that to people. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they shouldn't. I'm not sure what it is. Barrett, any idea? No, I just think, well, the thing that I'm thinking is that they're using it as a fear tactic. I think it's the only thing that they could have got Trump on. Trump, before this virus came, was uh, like the UFC guy was saying. You know, when you have a coach and you're winning Super Bowls after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, you don't fire the coach 
and replace them with a coach that never won a game. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I, I, I keep thinking, I'm thinking about that UFC guy and what he was saying. And I'm just like, my goodness, you know, and I think about my family having diabetes and this and that, you know, and if a 74 year old, our president Donald Trump can get better from this stuff in a few days on this stuff. You know what? Promises made, promises kept. He's the only president that I've seen ever in my lifetime to to keep every promise that he's made to, to the American people. So why wouldn't I trust him? That's true. That's true. And he has kept his promises. You're absolutely right, Bear. All right. A lot of calls. A lot of people want to weigh in on this today. The debate over masks continues here in the state of Utah. Your calls and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. With all the craziness that's been going on this past year, you know, a lot of people have come to realize their financial situation may need not be as secure as they like, but there's a way around that with day trading. That's why Ryan is joining me now on center stage to talk about it with Try Day Trading. Ryan, this really does give people the flexibility they want and the opportunity to make more money with Try Day Trading, doesn't it? Listen, it's it's unique opportunity to, to really take some control back and potentially, yeah, add to, to the family's bottom line. We we are we're here to show people how that works, you know, and it may not be right for everybody. This isn't a, a high pressure sales pitch, but for some of those that are looking for something to be able to do it around their schedule, um, and, and really just control maybe a little bit more of their own finances. It's definitely worth checking out. I'm really looking forward, Ryan, to joining the Tri-Day Trading Team tomorrow with a uh, noon webinar. Tell us about this webinar and what, what people will find out about day trading. Yeah, and we appreciate you joining us, too. We've had a, a good relationship for years now, and some of the KNRS listeners have become extremely successful at, uh, at day trading. Those webinars and what we're going to do tomorrow is really just give people a chance to sit in front of your computer see a little bit more about how the software works, maybe get some of the basic questions answered. You don't have to have some history of finance. You don't need to know. Uh, really, just come with an open mind and a couple of questions, and I think you'll understand, hey, maybe this is something you should try out. And should I sign up? Should I go to the website and sign up, Ryan? Yeah, go to trydaytrading.com. Look for the KNRS link for that uh, webinar tomorrow. If tomorrow at noon doesn't work and you can't join us in Rod, there are definitely other options to choose from, but Head to trydaytrading.com. Join me and the Try Day Trading team tomorrow for that great webinar.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. House Majority PAC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Welcome back to the Rudder Catch Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. KNRS Listen, you'll know in the... Uh, Final hour of the show, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Proposition 9 uh, in Utah County to change the form of government in Utah County. That's one of several issues we hope to tackle in the coming days, issues that are on the ballot in your area that you may, may want to be aware of. We'll talk about the skiing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. 
And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This screen, we'll talk more about the... Uh the uh, presidential campaign. That's all coming up in the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Let's go back to the phones, get some of your thoughts on this debate over, you know, what more can the state of Utah do or people here in the state, listeners like you, to protect ourselves against COVID-19 as the numbers continue to stay above 1,000 each and every day. Positive cases, by the way. Let's go to the uh, phones and talk with Nikki in Clearfield tonight. Nikki, thanks for listening to the show. Welcome. Thanks, Rod. I wanted to share my experience. On October 11th, I come down with a little bit of a fever. It was a low-grade fever. Um, and for the next eight days, I continued to have a low-grade fever. Um, about the third day in, I thought, okay, well, I, I'm not one that rushes to the doctor for any good reason. Even in the midst of this pandemic, I, you know, low-grade mm-hmm. fever yeah. is what it is. You take some Tylenol and ibuprofen, and, and you're fine. You're fine to function. The third day I went in, it was a drive through test. So I do, no one asked me about my symptoms. No one seemed to care. Just sit in your tube and take your number and carry on. The next day I get the test, the test results. I'm COVID positive. Fine. I'd already been at home. I was working from home. No big deal there. I'm still just with a low-grade fever. I come up with a little bit of an upset stomach. No doctors ever called. Nobody asked me about my symptoms. The health department finally called. And I just simply, because I'm a little bit of a rebellion and in this sense, um, I've been wearing my mask when I'm asked to when I enter stores, things like that. I'm not one of those that would wear it outside. But the gentleman asked me about my symptoms, and I just said to him, are you a doctor? And he's like, well, no, you you know, it's one of our great military people mm-hmm. that are helping yeah, in yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. But I was just puzzled by that. Nobody asked, no, nobody on the healthcare side during my drive-through cared to know about my symptoms, but the health department wants to know. And I'm like, well, what are you using the information for? Well, you know, we're trying to prevent the cases. But no matter how much you wear the mask or how much you don't, it it's irrelevant. I mean, you're going to either get it or yeah. you're not. Yeah, but you I had... Nikki, let me ask you, you have been following protocol. You've been wearing masks, probably washing your hands, and I would think social distancing since you're working from home. Yeah, well, even if we do have an office, but even our offices at work are separated. So, you know, I mean, other than going to the bathroom or going to use the refrigerator, but still everybody, you know, hand sanitizes. There's, We've definitely been following protocol 100%. I mean... And so I get it. Again, my symptoms aren't bad, so there's no reason for me to see a doctor. But it was just funny to me that people are calling to ask me about my symptoms. Well, what are you going to do other than (laughs) chart it? You can't help me with anything. I don't have any breathing problems. I'm not, you know, I'm not in need of a hospital. It just has to run its course. I, and the last time I had the flu, and I know that the COVID is different than the flu, but the last time I had the flu, 
I was sick for five days. I threw up. I mean, Ooh. I was super, super sick. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Nikki, I've got to get to other calls. But there you have an example. She tests positive. She has the symptoms. No one offers her, hey, here's what you should be due for. Uh, most Americans are dealing with it. They'll figure this out. Leslie's in, uh, in Murray. Leslie, we've got about 45 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to tell you that Dr. Yeager, he's been a doctor for 40 years and his wife, uh, equally as long, uh, sent me a uh, uh, step-by-step on how to treat the uh, virus, if you get it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. if I, I was trying to get your email, so I wouldn't have to call you on the phone. And also, Dr. Salisbury said that no one's looking at his wife had a baby in May, and there was a lot of trouble because they're not hardly t- paying any attention to pregnant women. Uh, that's an issue. All right, Leslie, I'm sorry. I've got to cut you off. I've got to get going to a break here. But the debate goes on here, and and, and like I said, I, I, I love what the president said during the debate last week. We're going to have to learn to live with it, and I think people are trying to learn to live with it, and we are doing everything we possibly can right now. Could we all do better? He always. 40s and will be in the 50s starting on Wednesday. I'm meteorologist Chase Thomason for KUTV 2 News. We're live, we're local, and we are everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. How are you, everybody? Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. On this Monday, we are eight days away from the 2020 presidential election. It seems like it's been going on forever, doesn't it? Uh, the president out uh, as stumping today like you wouldn't believe. Three big rallies in Pennsylvania. Uh, he spoke for a combined total of nearly four hours today. And he just keeps on going. I, I don't know where he gets his energy, but he does. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Biden, Joe Biden, uh, reportedly wasn't planning on doing anything today. And then all of a sudden, he showed up in Pennsylvania going, uh, here I am, guys, over here, over here. All of five people probably showed up at his rally. The president will. He, he, he could make a comment tonight uh, about the Senate. We're understanding now that the Senate is in the process of uh, voting. They may have already done this, voting to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the uh, Supreme Court. A very important move on the part of the uh, Republican Party. Um, there'll be a lot of issues on the ballot come uh, come Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. And not only will you be voting on candidates, there are candidates as well uh, for the State uh, Board of Education, a number of initiatives out there, a number of resolutions out there. I know there's one in Kaysville. They're thinking about a fiber optic uh, resolution. We'll get into that maybe later this week if we have time. Utah County, the important one, of course, is Proposition 9, which would allow people to determine what form of government they want. Are they ready to change from the three-commission uh, form of government that they've had for a very, very long time down there to a full-time mayor, part-time county council? Well, joining us on our newsmaker line to talk about this is Heather Andrews. She is the state director of Americans for Prosperity, but also a resident of Utah County. And she's joining us on our newsmaker line to talk about this right now. Heather, how are you? And welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on, Rod. Um, Yeah, last time I was on, it was just like a little bit ago. And it was in my capacity as state director for Americans for Prosperity, Utah. And we talked about SCOTUS and Amy Coney Barrett, who's about to be confirmed. So that's, that's great news. All right. Now, uh, let, time, yeah, let's talk about Prop 9 and your concerns uh, as a resident of Utah County. Right. 
Yeah, so this time I'm actually taking my AFP state director hat off and just speaking as a single mom and just a resident and voter of Utah County who's concerned, a little bit concerned about Prop 9. Now, it's not so much that I don't agree that maybe it's time for a change of government, um, but unfortunately I've worked across the country and especially in the state on a lot of grassroots issues and seeing the, the different forms of government in the different areas and in different counties. And what the last thing I want to do is see us become like Salt Lake County. And, um, you know, Salt Lake County had the same form of county government Utah County did 20 years ago, but then they changed. And now, you know, we've seen the taxes go up in per, like crazy. Um, we've seen growth of government. It's out of control. Um, we're seeing, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the, you know, the people that work in Salt Lake County make six figures and now has, you know, six deputy mayors, 30 full-time staffers working for just the one mayor and nine part-time county council members. Um, and so that and obviously has led to higher taxes. Now, I've, I was knocking doors one time in Salt Lake County um, on an issue. It was a sales tax increase that the county council was, was considering. And I knocked on this door of this, this poor old widow and she was, I was talking to her about the potential increase in sales tax, and she just about started crying because she'd been living in that house for probably 50 years. Her husband had just passed away recently, and she'd raised her kids in that house. And she just said her, she had seen her property taxes just skyrocket in the last 10 years that she had been living there. And I just felt so bad for her, and she had no idea, you know, who to contact mm -hmm, or how mm -hmm. to make a difference and how to make an impact. And that's, that's the concern is that, you know, anytime we grow government, that's, that, that's what's going to happen. Taxes are going to increase. And, um, and, you know, they say the profit, the, the people that are proponents of, of Prop 9 say, well, the budget's very low. It's dissimilar. But that's the first year. They don't, you know, every year government does a new budget process and goes through a process. And every year we see taxes increase. Um, the one, the one thing I'm concerned about too is that, you know, Utah County, just raised, you know, they, they just brought to our, us as residents and said, we're in a crisis here. We can't meet our budgets. We have to raise property taxes. And they were considering a hundred and something percent increase in yeah, property taxes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now we only, yeah, and we only had, you know, a 64%. We ended up with a 64% increase. But if we're in such a tight budget crunch, then why are we expanding? Why are we talking about expanding to a mayor? Um, council forum, which adds, again, additional, it's going to add additional positions, it's going to bloat government, and, and that's my concern as a taxpayer and as a resident. Heather, have there been any studies uh, done down there in Utah County uh, looking at the cost of the new form of government, and are, do you, are voters aware of this, what it could cost the county? Um, you know, the only study that I know of, and, and that I've been following this process again from the beginning, um, is a study that was done actually by some students at, at, a, at a college. They weren't able to do an in-depth study. They said that there wasn't time to do an official kind of in-depth study. But if you look at, you know, Los Angeles County, who has five commissioners, and they can support 88 cities with over 10.5 million residents, why can't Utah County, you know, with three commissioners, support 24 cities um, with, like, a minuscule amount of the people, like a huge percentage less. Um, that's, that's a question that you should really ask as well. Are people aware of the changes that happened in Salt Lake County several years ago and how that has impacted Salt Lake County? As you mentioned, you have a lot of deputy mayors, tax increases have gone up in Salt Lake County. Are people looking at Salt Lake County, do you think, and say, eh, I don't know if I want this 
for Utah County. I, think ab- I, I do think that that's happening, but I do think that voters are, you know, they're not necessarily aware. And a lot of people don't even know what county commissioners' jobs are. And so, you know, the commissioner's job, really, their main job is just to represent the unincorporated residents, which in Utah County, that's only 8,700 people. Whereas, you know, 60, you know, 620,000 live within a city boundary and are represented by a city council and mayor who represent those, in, those, those individuals, those taxpayers. And so the Utah, you know, our county commission, they also provide su- support for the mayors on infrastructure needs. And on, you know, the county jail, things like that. But their main role is just to represent those unincorporated residents. And there's no doubt, uh, Heather, that Utah County is by far, the, I think, the fastest growing county uh, in, uh, in the state of Utah. There's been so much growth down there. Do you think the, cur- the, the, the current form of government can meet the needs of that growth? Or are there arguments there that are saying, no, we need a new form of government to meet the new growth we're dealing with? You know what, I, I'm willing to discuss that and actually study that. I, I think it might, I would, I would actually support something like a five-member part-time commission. But um, I would also like to see what that might be, what that might look like, what that might do. But again, if Los Angeles County's five commissioners can, again, support 88 cities with over 10.5 million residents, I'm sure that our, our commissioners will not be burdened with, with the job that they have to do. I know you're out and about a lot, Heather. What's your gut telling us? Is this thing going to approve or be uh, rejected by voters? You know, that's a great question. Um, and, th- and there's a lot of in- in nuanced issues to this. Um, so I, I rec- really recommend people to, you know, obviously go to the website, no to prop 9 So it's no to prop com, And you can get more information um, and see more videos from people who are, you know, obviously are more expert on this issue. I'm just really a mom who cares about this because I'm a taxpayer in Utah County. <laughs> I don't want to see my government. I don't want to see county government grow. Um, I appreciate what we've done. I, I think we're a very conservative county, and we, we've been able to do a lot with that. And I think about people that are on fixed incomes like that widow in Salt Lake County, and it just breaks my heart to see, you know, any them kicked out of homes that they have been in for 40 years. All right, So Heather. I really hope voters will do that. All right, Heather, always great chatting with you. We'll let you put your uh, state director of Americans for Prosperity hat back on now, all right? <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> all right, okay. thank you. That is, have a great uh, evening. All right, same to you. Heather Andrews, she is a resident of Utah County and encouraging people to really take a look at Proposition 9. She says there are a lot of uh, negatives to approving this proposition. It will be on the ballot eight days from today. Chance for you to vote in Utah County. More of the Rod Arquette Show coming up right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. The holiday season is just around the corner, and if you're looking for a little extra cash to go into the holiday budget, have you thought about day trading? And Ryan from Try Day Trading is joining us now. Why is this a great way, Ryan, to make a little extra money during the holidays? Rod, with everything crazy going on, this is one place where you can actually make extra income based on that that craziness. And so we've been around for a long time. Um, It's an opportunity for somebody to just maybe try something different, you know, and make some extra money around their own schedule instead of having to find a second job. All right. Is it it tough to learn uh, how to day trade, Ryan? You know, it's it's easy when we guide you through the process. I mean, step-by-step, we make sure your questions are answered, and you don't have to have a financial background. I mean, really, I think most anybody can do it. And and what we want to do is just give people a chance to try. 
All right, now you've got a webinar coming up tomorrow. Real opportunity uh, for people to learn about it. You're doing it's a little bit different than what you've done in the past, Ryan. Exactly what's going to happen? Yeah, so I mean, we appreciate you being willing to to join us, and, and generally uh, we do those webinars daily. But for KNRS listeners, tomorrow at noon, we're going to do a, a special presentation, show how this thing works, and. Uh, and we're going to have Rod join us there, so we're looking forward to it. All right, and I'm looking forward to joining you guys as well, Ryan. Uh, do they need to sign up, and if so, where do they go, and how do they do it? Yeah, head to the website, uh, trydaytrading.com. You'll see the, the link there that shows uh, the, the webinar with you tomorrow. Noon, we're going to do it during lunch. We'll make sure it's uh, short enough you can get back to work and still have something to eat, and um, sign up on the website. All right, it's that easy. I'm candidate for House District 32, and I humbly ask for your vote. I'm Cindy Quintana, and I approve this message. The Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know another feather in a cap tonight for one President Donald J. Trump. The U.S. Senate voting just moments ago, 52 to 48, to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court. That is supreme, three Supreme Court justices that Donald Trump has put on the nation's highest court in his first term in office. We all hope he'll have a second term. Big win tonight for Donald Trump and the American people, I think, despite what the Democrats were saying. It's pretty amazing. On this, and did you see Joe Biden in the CBS uh, 60 Minutes interview last night? Asked about packing the court, he punted. He said, "Look, I'm going to bring together a bunch of scholars, conservatives, liberals. We're going to form a commission, and I'm going to task them with coming up with alternatives for the way we select judges in this country and justices to the nation's highest court." Because he said it's out of whack. Six months. I, I want them to report back to me. Let me tell you, Joe Biden. This is out of whack because of one name, Robert Bork. How many of you have heard of contentious Supreme Court battles up until 1987 when Ronald Reagan nominated Robert Bork to the Supreme Court, considered one of the nation's leading constitutional scholars? And he was, put, he was shredded. Thank you, Ted Kennedy, and with support of Joe Biden. It happened again with Clarence Thomas. It happened again with Brett Kavanaugh. All conservative nominees from conservative presidents. Yet it's not out of whack. It's the Democrats, by the way, Joe, who I think are out of whack. All right, let's move on. Uh, cold, cold weather. Brr, chilly today. Snow in the mountains. That means good news for the uh, ski resorts. But as we get ready for another um, ski season here in the state of Utah, are there going to be changes because of COVID-19? Well, joining us on our newsmaker line right now is Nathan Rafferty, president of Ski Utah. Nathan, always great to have you on the show. How much of a difference are skiers going to see this year when they head to the slopes, Nathan? You know, I, I like to think, uh, or I think like everything we do today, you are going to see a difference um, with the ski season uh, coming up. The, the skiing and snowboarding itself will be exactly the same. It's the getting on the chairlift, dining, uh, some of the restaurant activities. Um, those are the things that you're going to see some changes with, I, I think. Any ideas how uh, skiers will respond to this, Nate? You know, skiers are pretty passionate people, and uh, they are going to figure out a way to make it work and, because they want to ski or ride. And um, I consider myself, um, you know, one of those people as well. And, um 
like everything we do today, it's a little bit different, but uh, we're going to figure out a way to get it done. And um, and we're hoping, crossing fingers, for a big snow year and incredible ski season. With the fact that you're social distancing or physical distancing, I guess is what they refer to it now, and all the precautions you're going to take, will be able will as many people be able to get on the slopes and get on the slopes and come down those hills faster, Nate? Yeah, you know, that remains to be seen. I think uh, there are, you know, what's uh, the being outside and the being on the chairlift, that's, that's kind of the easy part. And there's uh, some physical distancing inherent in skiing and being outside like that. I think we're going to see pro- likely less people on the hill this year, uh, mostly because um, uh, a good chunk of our destination guests, people that fly in from New York, Chicago, L.A., Boston, um, you know, are, are, are likely going to be hesitant to travel this year. So we're, um, we're expecting locals to show up in a big way, but uh, the destination guests um, are a bit of a question mark at the moment, but we're hoping for good things. What are the uh, various resorts, Nate, doing to get the word out, either through social media or in your advertising, whatever, to let people know, hey, come, come to Utah and ski. It's the greatest snow on earth. But just be aware that we are having to take some precautions, and you would agree with these, we think. So please come, but there are precautions there. What are you doing to get the word out, Nate? Well, I'm glad you brought up this point because this is going to be the key for uh, for the ski season this year, which is knowing before you go. And, and just like if you were to go to a restaurant or a hotel, um, you need to check with that business and understand what the procedures are going to be like because they're going to be a little bit different for every resort that you go to. A great resource is SkiUtah.com where we list or have a link to all of the procedures at all 15 of our ski areas. So we're really encouraging people to uh, plan a little bit ahead and be extra patient on understanding uh, some of these new procedures. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And I think once we get rolling into the ski season and people have gotten a couple days under their belts, they're going to find uh, understand the procedures a little bit and, uh, and, and have a great time skiing or riding. I have been talking with some people in the leisure industry, and they say people are booking uh, trips, but they're waiting to the last minute in many cases. Are, are you seeing any indication of that as of yet? They're almost waiting to see, okay, what's the latest news? No news is good news, so we're going. It is. Uh, you know, that's, that's what we've seen. And, and if there's any benefit we have is that, um, you know, the uh, whole COVID shutdown happened uh, towards the end of our ski season last year. So we've had the you know several months to understand uh, booking windows and and a little bit of a 
how travelers are, are navigating this new world. Um, we certainly saw that summertime here in Utah, both at our resorts and, and uh, national parks and whatever, um, where people were waiting till the absolute last minute. They knew new places were like unlikely to be sold out and, and, and booking really late. So um, we're, um, we're optimistic that we're, we are going to see people come and want to ski and ride here, um, but the travel patterns are going to be a little bit different than they have in years past. How many resorts here in Utah use some sort of reservation system? Are they all using it, none of them using it? How does it work anymore, Nate? You know, right now we only have one that has announced that said they're going to have a reservation system, and that's Park City in there owned by a company called Dale Resorts, and they're doing that across all their properties uh, nationwide. Um, it's not to say that we might not see other resorts uh, do that. Uh, a lot of them are thinking about ways that they can mitigate volume if they need to, but there are various strategic ways to go about doing that. Uh, but right now it's just uh, Park City that is saying you need a reservation to ski um, but uh, I think on the vast majority of days, um, you know, that reservation is going to be easy to get. It's going to be the peak, peak holidays and weekends where uh, you want to plan a little bit ahead and make sure you've got a reservation. But if it's a Tuesday in January, you'll still need to make a reservation, but I think it's going to be um, an easy one to get. Final question, Nate. Uh, after all we've gone through, and many people have still been holed up since about mid-March, are you all hoping they catch cabin fever? And sometime during the ski season, they say, I've had it, I've got to get out of here, I'm going skiing. Well, you know, we <laughs> think of skiing as a really safe uh, way to get outside, and, and we've absolutely seen that this summer. I mean, how many people have you seen on the trails and in the parks? And, um, you know, we're... Skiing, the benefits and advantages of skiing is that you're in these big, wide-open spaces. Um, you know, kind of standard gear often includes face coverings in the form of a, a buff or a neck gaiter of some sort, and uh, we think it's a, uh, a pretty safe place to be if you if you do follow some simple procedures of making sure you stay uh, a little bit farther away from people in lift lines and, and just have some patience when it comes to going inside and out, out of uh, lodges. All right, on our newsmaker line, Nathan Rafferty. Nathan, thank you. He's president of Ski Utah, talking about the upcoming ski season. Hopefully, it'll be a successful. Speaking of being safe and having a lot of fun, I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the Radar Catch You. And many of you know this sponsor. They're a great, great family and great company. I'm talking about Ruby's Inn, located near the entrance of Bryce Canyon National Park. You know, what a place to go. I mean, think about this. You can get to Ruby's Inn, what? three and a half, four hours, and spend two or three days there and really enjoy all the parks that we have in Utah, especially Bryce Canyon National Park, because that's where Ruby's Inn is located. I didn't, I wasn't aware of this until they gave me some information about this. There are three great hotel options to choose from. The Bryce Canyon, Grand, Ruby's Inn, and Bryce View Lodge. Rooms are affordable, and they all include breakfast. You know, and there are a lot of fun, beautiful things to do when you're at Bryce Canyon and at Ruby's Inn. It includes hiking, biking, ATV trail riding. I think they also offer horseback or donkey riding down into Bryce Canyon National Park. And it's surrounded by the fragrant Ponderosa Pines and stunning overlooks at Bryce Canyon. I love Bryce Canyon. And beyond Bryce Canyon, Ruby's Inn is close to Red Canyon, Kodachrome Basin State Park, and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. 
So many fun, fun things to do at Bryce Canyon. And again, talk about reasonable and not that far away. You don't have to wait to a three-day weekend to enjoy Bryce Canyon and Ruby's Inn. You can do it today. Like I said, safe, close by, reasonably priced. Book your room right now at Ruby's Inn today. All you do is have to go to rubiesin.com. Com not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. House Majority PAC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Put me on a highway, the interstate, a dirt road to any place. Long as I'm long gone, chasing down some blue skies in my old truck. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Don't forget, live coverage of uh, the election a week from tomorrow. Our coverage begins at 5 and we'll be with you right up until 11 o'clock, maybe even a little bit later. We hope not on Tuesday night, but we'll be there a week from Tuesday, the 2020 presidential election. Right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Now, you know, one of my, um, one of my really favorite uh, holiday movies, and I love holiday movies. And, they're, you know, I like Elf. I think that's fun. I like the old um, uh, Scrooge movies. I thought those were always fun. Scared the daylights out of me when I was a kid. Um, but one of my favorite ones is The Grinch. Jim Carrey did a wonderful job in the real-life version of The Grinch, but I think the, uh, the, uh, the original cartoon version, the Dr. Zeus book, was great. Uh, and I think there have always been a lot of great uh, productions of, uh, of movies. Well, now we have a new one, and we're calling it The Grinch That Stole Thanksgiving. Um, and The Grinch comes in the form of the California governor, Gavin Newsom. Are you aware of this, but his Department of Health has now updated or has now issued an updated guidance for private gatherings, including Thanksgiving. Basically, fun is now illegal in the state of California. I'll give you a rundown of what he is recommending. Gatherings that include more than three households are prohibited. This includes everyone present, including the host and the guests. That's one of the recommendations. So, apparently, if you have three kids, you now can invite only two of them. (laughs) Uh, All gatherings must be held outside. Attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. Not going to work very well in Minnesota, by the way. Uh, We haven't even got to Halloween. They already have snow in Minnesota, believe it or not. Gatherings may occur in outdoor spaces that are covered by umbrellas, canopies, awnings, roofs, and other shade structures, provided that at least three sides of the space are open to the outdoors. Okay, time to get out the pitchforks, right? Here's another one of those great recommendations. People at higher risk of severe illness or death from COVID-19, such as older people or people with chronic medical conditions, are strongly urged not to attend any gatherings. So forget about going to your mom and dad's house for Thanksgiving or having them come over, not allowed under these new guidelines. Seating must provide at least six feet of difference, distance in all directions, front to back and side to side, between different households. 
So probably do not expect a lot of conversation. In some families, of course, this could be a plus. I'm going through that with a brother of mine right now. Here's another recommendation. Everyone at a gathering should frequently wash their hands with soap and water or use hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. A place to wash hands or hand sanitizer must be available for participants to use. Presumably, you would wash your hands in a bathroom. Okay, now that bathroom must be sanitized. Um, Shared items should not be used during a gathering. As much as possible, any food or beverage at outdoor gatherings must be in single-serve disposable containers. I'm not kidding, folks. I'm reading this. If providing a single-serve container is not possible, food and beverages must be served by a person who washes or sanitizes their hands frequently and wears a face covering. So no more passing the mashed potatoes. Don't understand this one, but it's one of the recommendations from Governor Nutcase. People at gatherings may remove their face coverings briefly to eat or drink as long as they stay six feet away from every out, everyone outside other than their own household and put their face coverings back on as soon as they are done with the activity. Briefly, no lingering after Thanksgiving dinner. Gathering should uh, be two hours or less. The longer the duration, the risk of transmission increases. Hurry up. Finish your turkey, Grandma. We got to get out of here. (laughs) It's amazing that this is going on in California. Now, these are recommendations. These are guidelines. But all of a sudden... Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanksgiving. Probably Christmas. Probably New Year's. Not going to happen in California this year. Thanks to Gavin Newsom. How n- far nuttier can you get? All right. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio. 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Try Day Trading, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show. And Ryan from Try Day Trading is back with us, Ryan. A lot of people use this as a way to make a little extra money. And the beauty of it is, Ryan, from you know years that we've been talking to each other, is the fact that it's very flexible. You can basically do day trading when you want, correct? Yeah, 24 hours a day, the, the foreign currency market's open. Uh, they close uh, Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon, but but other than that, yeah, if you're working a graveyard shift and need to trade, you know, in the middle of the day, you can do it. If you need to trade uh, it, it, late at night, early in the morning, lots of options. All right. Tell us about Try Day Trading. This is a Utah-based company, and you've been around for more than 10 years. We have been around for a long time. We're here, uh, you know, Thanksgiving point. Um, it, it's nice to be able to see people shake their hands, you know, in the right circumstances nowadays. But also everything we do can be done um, online. And we found a home here because it is an opportunity for people to kind of just take back control uh, of a little of their finances. You know, with so many things out of our control, it's kind of nice to have an option where you can bring in a little extra for your family and do it on your terms. I'm real excited. I'll be joining you guys tomorrow for a webinar. Tell us about the webinar and how people can sign up for it. 
Yeah, the best thing about these uh, these webinars is it's just a little peek behind the scenes. You can sit at home or at work on your computer, see kind of how this works and what we're talking about. And uh, since you're going to join us tomorrow, we're going to do it at noon, do it during lunch, so so people can pop on and hear how we're uh, how, how this works. All you have to do is go to our website, trydaytrading.com, and, and click on the KNRS link for the webinar tomorrow at noon. And join me, and I'll be with the uh, Try Day Trading team tomorrow. iHeartRadio, number one for music, radio, and podcasting, all in one app. iHeartRadio. The Ron Arquette here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Big win for Donald Trump tonight. Amy Coney Barrett has been confirmed to be the next Supreme Court justice on a vote of 52 to 48. Just a short time ago in the U.S. Senate. She'll be sworn in tonight, we understand, by uh, Justice Clarence Thomas. That should be coming up very, very shortly. This is a big, big win for Donald Trump. I mean, think about this. Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and now Amy Coney Barrett. Three, we hope, conservatives on the nation's highest court. You know, you think about this. I have lived personally with a Supreme Court for a very long time that I, I honestly believe do not reflect my views. Okay, It has been a liberal court. Uh, and with the uh, selection of uh, Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we will become, you know, the conservative point of view, the constitutionalist, the originalist, will now have a chance in the Supreme Court. But that didn't turn out to be the case because John Roberts, wanting to protect the reputation of the U.S. Supreme Court, turned on us when it came to Obamacare. And he upheld Obamacare, basically saying the individual mandate is like a tax, and government has a right to tax you. And we all lost confidence in the court. But now we have Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett on the court. John Roberts becomes irrelevant now. Doesn't matter. If he goes along with the conservative point of view, great. But he really it doesn't matter anymore because we have three strong conservatives to go along with Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. So it really doesn't matter what John Roberts does anymore because you have five hopefully strong conservatives on the court. And this is, a, this is an important decision. I, in the back of my mind, I've thought about this for a little while, and I've wondered, okay, Mitch McConnell may have a sense that Republicans may lose control of the Senate a week from tomorrow. But if he can leave one lasting legacy, it would be the Supreme Court. Remember, Mitch McConnell was just a young senator when the Democrats in the Senate went after Robert Bork. And I think in the back of his mind, he said, that is not going to happen again. And he has worked diligently since 1987 to make sure that conservative judges would get on the U.S. Supreme Court. And for the most part, he's been successful. Clarence Thomas... Brett Kavanaugh. They couldn't stop him. And they are now sitting on the Supreme Court, and he's done it again. The Democrats couldn't stop Amy Coney Barrett. 
you know, their concerns about what may happen with Obamacare, what may happen with same-sex marriage, what may happen with illegal immigration. They couldn't stop it. And now, at least for now, conservatives have a clear 5-4, to four, if not 6-3 to three advantage, depending on what Roberts does. We don't know. Now, during the debate today, or the statements in the court today, Mike Lee took time to explain what was going on. Mitt, Mitt Romney announced today that Amy Coney Barrett was up to the task about government mistrust. But he couldn't help himself. But he had to get a dig in the president. He talked about mistrust of everything. Everything that we have in this country today. Except the Supreme Court. And he says that's where Amy Coney Barrett is so important today. In keeping trust in at least one government entity intact. This is what Mitt Romney said today. What a message it sends when the president accepts the word of the Russian president rather than the conclusions of our intelligence agencies. Even the CDC and the FDA have fallen in credibility, due both to inevitable human error and to blistering political attacks. The free press is not only protected by the Constitution, it's critical to the preservation of democracy. Here, too, charges of fake news and claims that the press is the enemy of the people, worsened by the media's constant amplification of divisiveness, have so diminished the trust many Americans have in the media that they instead believe bizarre, anonymous conspiracy theories on the Internet. Now more than at any other time during my lifetime, it's essential that the Supreme Court retain the trust of the nation. It may be one of the very few, if not the only, of the institutions in which the great majority of Americans have confidence. That's why Judge Barrett's integrity, wisdom, and commitment to the rule of law is so important. I think Mitt Romney needs to realize that uh, the American people, or at least those on the left, do not trust the Supreme Court, especially now after the confirmation today of Amy Coney Barrett. And that's why they're talking about packing the court. All right? We don't want to play by your rules anymore. You're going to have to play by our rules. And for Joe Biden, on that 60-minute interview last night, I don't know if you watched it. It got a huge number. 17 million people did. To sit there and say, the court is out of whack. And I'm going to appoint a special commission to look at how we fix the courts in this country today. He actually said that. I'm going to look at that. I'm going to appoint a commission. Now, there are a lot of people on the Democratic side who openly are saying, we need to consider packing the court. Joe punted on this one. But you know in the back of his mind, He's going to appoint, and he said this last night, a commission made up of scholars uh, from both the conservative and liberal side to look at the court and to see what we can do about the court so it doesn't get out so out of whack. Well, Joe, as, as you know, it got out of whack simply because of your treatment of Robert Bork. That's when it all started. And then you had, you know, Anthony, Scal Anthony Kennedy was put in to replace Bork. Members of the left accepted that because they knew Kennedy wasn't a real strong conservative. Clarence Thomas was. They tried to derail him. Joe Biden did his best to do that. 
Brett Kavanaugh, they tried to derail Brett Kavanaugh, but he was strong enough to stand up. Donald Trump didn't waver one bit in his support, and Neil Gorsuch, and now you have Amy Coney Barrett. Now, here's what this commission is going to do. I'll predict it early. They're going to come back, and here's one of the things that's being talked about now, is term limits on Supreme Court justices. Right now, they serve for life. If the Democrats were so concerned about this, why didn't Barack Obama go to Ruth Bader Ginsburg years ago and say, Justice Ginsburg, would you consider stepping down? Because then we can ensure that we'll have another liberal on the court. But the Democrats weren't smart enough to think about that. And now we have a strong conservative court, one that reflects my values, and hopefully yours. All right, that does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family in this great country. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.